Today on CityCast Boise, Mayor Lauren McLean won her first term four years ago in a bitter runoff election. Now she's seeking another, opposed by Boise's former police chief, Mike Masterson. With Election Day on Tuesday, we're checking in with Idaho Statesman reporter Ian Max Stevenson to see how the race for Boise mayor is shaping up in the home stretch. It's Thursday, November 2nd. I'm Blake Hunter, in for Emma Arnold, and this is what Boise's talking about. Hey, Ian, welcome back to CityCast Boise. Hey, Blake, thanks for having me on. Yeah, uh, so we're just five days out from the election. Uh, We'll have resources for voters at the end of this episode, linked in our show notes and in our Hey Boise newsletter. And you're writing about it too. Everybody's writing about it and talking about it right now. But to start us off, I want to give listeners an idea of how McLean and Masterson uh, are approaching potential voters. So will you start us off with McLean? Yeah, absolutely. So McLean, to give people a little bit of background, if they don't know much about her, she came to Boise more than 20 years ago. She first got involved in city politics on a campaign actually to protect land from development in the foothills. She then won appointments to the Parks Commission and the City's Planning and Zoning Commission. She was elected twice to city council before beating longtime mayor Dave Beter in a runoff election in 2019. Uh, So she's now been in office for close to four years and hopes to win a second term. And I think she, in her pitch to voters, she's focused largely on housing. This is something that she has said is the most important issue to voters when she's talking to voters, going, doing door knocking, things like that. Um, I think because she's the incumbent, she's focusing a lot on some of her accomplishments from the past four years. So for her, that means pointing to the city's new zoning code. Um, They've rewritten the rules for how people, um, how builders can build homes and development in the city where they can put denser housing, things like that. The idea being to try to increase density along transit corridors downtown, also somewhat in neighborhoods. Um, So that's something she's running on, definitely. Also, the city has a land trust um, where they try to partner with developers on city-owned land um, to try to make it more possible for developers to build housing that's actually affordable for people to rent. Another example is the city council has recently, in recent months, they've passed some tenant protections into law. So I think those are a lot of the things that she's running on. She's also run on campaigning on protecting the environment and transitioning the city to clean energy. That's also a big focus of hers and sort of being a welcoming, safe city. Yeah. As the incumbent, I think you kind of have to understand McLean's campaign to understand Mike Masterson's. So how is he trying to win the vote? What what is What's his messaging to voters? It's interesting, as I think often tends to happen these, in these races, a big chunk of campaigning is about an incumbent's record. Another chunk is about uh, their or their challenger's vision for the future. Um, so in Masterson's case, he was chief of Boise police for a decade from 2005 to 2015. Uh, before that, he actually came from uh, Wisconsin. Um, and so I think he doesn't, because he wasn't the incumbent for the past four years, a lot of his campaign, and he's never been in elected office, a lot of his campaign is um, really sort of running against her record, um, saying that she's not managed the city well, um, saying that he doesn't think she's done enough on housing, saying that he's been really critical as a former police chief of her management of the police department. Um, so I think a lot of his um, a lot of his campaign is sort of uh, against uh, McLean's management of the city and 
thinking that he's sort of more prepared to be a leader. And a lot of that has stemmed from internal police department things as well as like, like just kind of the police department top to bottom. Um, and obviously, like you said, he's tapping on his his background of policing. So you wrote an article about this recently. What's Masterson's big disagreements with how McLean has handled policing over the last couple of years? Yeah. So he, his big claim is that he thinks she's mismanaged the department. Um, I think for one thing, he thinks that she hired the wrong chief in hiring chief, former chief Ryan Lee, um, who the mayor then asked to resign last year. He also thinks that she hasn't handled oversight right. um, of the police department well. The former director of that office was also fired uh, late last year. Um, he also thinks that she didn't handle the investigation into potential racism at the department from early, earlier this year that um, some of your listeners may remember as well as being a topic in the news. So those are kind of some of the main things I would say. I think in, in response, response to that, um, McLean has, she has said that Lee's tenure with the department mm-hmm. didn't work out well, um, but she's also defended her choice of him saying that um, the process for getting a new chief back when she was elected had already begun. There were committees and um, groups within the city and with residents to pick, select a new chief, then that there were two finalists and she chose one of the finalists and that was Lee. And she's also said that she... Um, is really confident in her current chief, Ron Weiniger, um, who's a longtime Boise police officer. He's been with the department for decades. And she also recently hired uh, Nicole McKay, um, who used to be with the Idaho Attorney General's office, to run the police oversight office. Um, and she said she's confident in her, too. So Busy, busy year for the police department. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's it's really the department has been really kind of injected into politics in this race, in part because the union itself, so that's the rank-and-file officers, they've endorsed Masterson, their former chief, um, in this race. And so they're taking a political stance on it, too. You know, Masterson is talking about, he has literally been the police chief. You know, he was from 2005 to 2015 and then briefly served as interim. So he he's referring back to a time when they had an ombudsman uh, and different oversight uh, systems. And since he left, then the uh, Office of Police Accountability got uh, put into place. And so these systems have kind of changed. And it's all, like you said, you know, the kind of politics of it, it's obviously connected to a much larger conversation nationally about the politics of policing. Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code POD. That's ShipStation.com with the code POD. It's interesting how much policing is taking up this conversation and the conversation about this campaign in general, but almost every candidate at every forum or debate or in every article that I've seen has said that housing is the number one and affordable housing is the number one most pressing issue that Boiseans are facing. We're not going to go too super deep into it because you can get really lost in the weeds, but are there any big differences that you want to point out that candidates uh, have as far as how they'd approach housing? The mayor's approach is largely this new zoning code. Um, which is, you know, an interesting political topic because it's the city basically makes the rules for housing development, but then it's up to the private market, private developers to respond. And so 
we'll have to see in the coming months when it goes into effect and then in the years to come sort of what the effect is. It's not something that the city sort of just right. uh, dictates from the top down. Uh, Masterson has said that he supports the zoning code being rewritten. It's the first time since the 1960s that the code was um, overhauled in the way that it was. And he also said he does support density in places like downtown and on some of the city's major transit corridors, which is part of the zoning code rewrite. Um, I think the two places where they differ on housing is Masterson thinks, he says there wasn't enough public involvement in the rewriting of the code and figuring out what the rules would be. And I think he doesn't like potentially some of the uh, increases in density that would be allowed mm -hmm. under the new code in neighborhoods themselves, in residential areas. Um, and he's pointed to trying to get more growth in affordable housing instead of in places like in existing neighborhoods. He says, let's do it. Let's annex land outside of the city uh, and build new affordable communities. And, you know, so that's a difference from the mayor. It's also not clear necessarily Housing is a complicated issue. I've talked to some who work with the city, who work in the city. Um, often it can be really expensive to build infrastructure out to those areas. So it's not necessarily totally clear how that would work um, as an affordable housing plan. But that's one of the things that distinguishes him on housing. One other big distinction between McLean and Masterson that I want to talk about is that McLean has been really the, between the two of them, the one who has differentiated Boise from the state of Idaho as far as, you know, politics. Like she's talked a lot about uh, specifically standing up for Boise values. Um, and she's kind of used that somewhat vague term to to kind of talk about, you know, uh, pride and uh, support for the LGBTQIA plus community here and uh, abortion specifically. Um, and we talked last week on the podcast about how um, Masterson has come out solidly to say that while he thinks politics shouldn't be in the doctor's office, which is kind of to paraphrase what he said, that he would remove the city's resolution to deprioritize uh, the city's law enforcement using public funds to investigate abortion providers. So that's another big topic that McLean is able to distinguish herself on. How how do you see that impacting voters' decisions in this? Like, do you think that that's a big a big reason why people are swinging either way? Potentially, I mean, it's it's interesting topic because generally a lot of these issues are not necessarily things that cities are usually explicitly involved in making rules about. Um, you know, they're federal issues or they're state issues often. Um, but I think that, as you mentioned, I think you're right. McLean has been definitely running on this issue. She has endorsements from groups like Planned Parenthood, Emily's List. She's included it in some of her campaign materials. Um, and analysts at Boise State, uh, one analyst, a professor there, told me that he thinks in municipal elections like this, sometimes these issues can be about signaling to voters your values. Cities' housing politics, the things like that are really complicated and voters may not have a um, set position on them. Uh, but something like abortion, people often do have strong feelings about. And so if a candidate kind of telegraphs where they stand on that issue, that might be something for voters to grab, sort of grab hold of as, oh, I, I kind of see this issue clearly. Um, and so that's what he told me that he thought some of this might be about. Um, but yeah, and, it, and it's certainly an interesting, um, it's certainly an interesting topic in Boise, and, and we'll see how much of a difference it makes in the election.
five days away from election day and we don't have a lot of those details ironed out, which I think is a big question mark for a lot of voters. Um, and also I would mention too that part of the rhetoric going on in this race right now is the rhetoric of the failed city, the other, you know, the other West Coast failed cities like Portland and Seattle um, and LA and how um, particularly conservatives just nationally discuss homelessness in, in cities and how cities are able to respond to that. Uh, and, you know, that is a growing question for Boise as well, you know, as evictions are rising um, and were, I mean, I think that a lot of city leaders and nonprofit leaders and some business leaders are getting really interested in, or I mean, have been very interested in having more conversations about ending homelessness in Boise. But particularly Masterson's campaign hasn't talked about this as much uh, in forums, but, you know, on his website has a lot of uh, separations between ending homelessness and solving housing. Like there's a, there's a lot of like you said, again, kind of the politics, uh, more more national politics that are being played into this race. Um, from people that you're talking to, I know you've talked to some professors and other analysts, how, how are we expecting this to play out? Of course, it's, it's, it's a bit hard to say, um, uh, but, you know, some of it will just be worked out on election day. But I think um, in terms of just going into it based on these two leading candidates, uh, should say, of course, there are two other candidates in the race too, but they've not really been fundraising and they aren't as prominent in this race. I think that local races in Idaho are officially nonpartisan, but analysts have told me that they think there's a unusually ideological tone uh, to this race, or at least more than it's more prominent than it has been in past elections. McLean is a Democrat. And so for her to win in Boise, which is a majority Democratic city, she basically needs to win the majority of that voting base. And analysts have told me, Boise State uh, political science professors, that that gives her a strong advantage, um, just kind of out of the gate. Um, for Masterson, he has a bit of a more challenging route. He's a former Republican. He says that his campaign is as an independent centrist. Um, for him to win, he'll need to win the most conservative voice voters in the city, um, as well as independent voters and a slice of that Democratic majority in the city. That's a kind of more perhaps analysts have said, difficult constituency to yeah. appeal to um, on all fronts. And so that that's, that's sort of a, a challenge for his campaign. I was talking to someone on McLean's campaign last week, and she said something that I've kind of been thinking about a lot, is the Beater and McLean race and the runoff that they had in 2019. Uh, at this point in the race, in that race, they... Uh, there were a lot of people who were still undecided, who were still divided on uh, who they were going to vote for between Beter and McLean. And obviously, you know, it went to a runoff. This campaign person said, I don't think that people are as divided um, over who to vote for at this point. And I've just been thinking about that. What's your sense on this? So do you, do you get that a lot of people are undecided? One thing about municipal elections is that the issues can be really complex and in the weeds, for instance, even just in this episode, we'll be talking about zoning law, housing policy, public safety. Um, some voters may not know a ton about the weeds of these issues. And unlike perhaps other high profile, you know, national elections like pretend like presidential elections, for instance, where things are very partisan and people are often in one camp or the other. I think it can sometimes is a little bit less polarized on a municipal election. And so some voters may be just maybe just undecided for that reason. Um, but yeah, all of that just kind of makes it a bit of a muddle. So I don't know that I have a solid answer on that and we'll see how it all shakes out on election day. 
obviously the mayor works in collaboration with the city council as well, which for the first time uh, this year is going to be elected completely by district. Um, so state lawmakers passed a law in 2020 requiring any Idaho city uh, that's above 100,000 residents to elect their city council members by district. And so the city's been divided up. Uh, there are six districts now, two of them, districts one and six, there won't be an election held because there weren't there wasn't any competition for the incumbents. But to me, the two districts that seem most up in the air right now are uh, two and three, which are the West Bench and kind of Southwest Boise, respectively. And in those races, you have, you know, in District 2 on the West Bench, you have uh, Grant Burgoyne, former Democratic senator uh, and or lawmaker, and then Colin Nash, who's also um, currently on the council. Uh, and then in District 3, you kind of have a widespread of these four candidates um, and a bit of an ideological separation between them as well. So what do you think of these two races and how, how do you how do you think these might play out? I think you're right to be watching those two races. Both have multiple prominent candidates running, which which in an election, if you've got, you know, multiple prominent yeah. people running, uh, that makes them more interesting to watch. Also, as you mentioned, District 2 has got uh, Grant Burgoyne, former legislator, also Colin Nash, who's incumbent on the council and also a legislator, both Democrats, and then running against uh, in Hillary Smith, uh, I think a more conservative candidate. District 3 has um, doesn't have any incumbents, so that'll be a brand new face to the city council. There is a Chris Blanchard, a uh, planning and zoning commissioner, as well as Kathy Corliss. She's a former head of a Boise Neighborhood Association. Also, Josh Johnston, Teresa Vodder. I'm wary of making any predictions, but I think that those two races are likely to be tight. Um, one interesting piece to note about these city council races is that while the mayoral race could potentially go to a runoff if no candidate receives a majority, that's not the case with the city oh, council races. Point. So whoever gets a plurality of votes, if not a majority, then they win. Yeah, I mean, District 3, I truly have no sense of right now. I think it's really interesting. District 2, yeah, uh, Hillary Smith is definitely, yeah, kind of running a bit more conservative race to the right of both Burgoyne and Colin Nash, but Burgoyne is being a, a bit uh, more moderate. You know, he said a lot of things about the zoning code that he he didn't like. So, yeah, I'm really interested in that. And even I was just in West Winch the other day, just kind of like driving around and I saw way more Hillary Smith signs than I kind of expected to. So, you know, if if her or one of the more conservative choices for District 3 were to pull out um, a victory there, that could really change the makeup of city council, which obviously would really change what either incumbent McLean or uh, Mike Masterson could do as mayor. So I'm interested to see what happens. Um, and it's it's going to be exciting. Yeah. And those it's also if you look at, you know, as I said, these races are um, nominally, at least right. nonpartisan. But if you do look at the partisan breakdown, for instance, with the uh, 2020 presidential election, West Boise is really where you see um, the closest elections, where you see the most conservative voters, unlike areas of the city like the North End, mm -hmm. which are really strong, Democratic strongholds. Parts of West Boise do have a substantial number of more conservative voters. And so um, that's another reason these two districts are interesting. Well, thank you for breaking that all down. Um, how can residents vote? What do, what do people need to know? Yeah. So for one thing, they can vote early up through November 3rd at various locations like Boise City Hall, uh, the Ada County Elections Office on Benjamin Lane, a few other locations around the city. I recommend um, checking out the Ada County Elections website to see where you might vote early for that option. And then if election day, of course, is on uh, November 7th. And 
I'll just add another thing I heard from the, the clerk that's interesting is that they think that, you know, usually off-year elections have less turnout than um, right. presidential years or kind of the, the years when there are other um, state elections going on. Uh, but they think there might be record turnout for an off-year election just based on the number of absentee ballot requests they're getting, uh, the number of people voting early, uh, potentially 100 to 120,000 voters in Ada County. Um, that's exciting. So, yeah. Yeah. There's. Yeah. So there is going to be a fair amount of attention going on to this. Uh, these races. Nice. We love to see it. Well, happy voting, everybody. And thanks for coming on, Ian. Thanks for breaking it all down. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. That's all for today here on CityCast Boise. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe to our Hey Boise newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more local stories from around the city. See you later.